0: Shadow knows. Motorists, do you know what type of automobile accident often happens at night on a good road in fair weather, which may happen when your car is the only car in the vicinity, which is very likely to result in death or crippling injuries to the driver, and which, unlike most accidents, has usually tipped you off as to what may happen? The answer to this question, given by the National Safety Council, which is currently conducting a campaign against night traffic accidents, is this. The driver simply falls asleep at the wheel. And the answer to this accident problem is simply this. Don't drive while you're sleepy. If you must drive at night, stop for some sleep when you feel that drowsy spell coming on. Don't let this very violent type of accident sneak up on you in the dark. Don't let tragedy catch you asleep at the wheel. Drive carefully. And now, The Shadow. The Shadow, who aids the forces of law and order, is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Years ago in the Orient, Cranston learned a strange and mysterious secret. The hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama, Murder by a Corpse. <laughs> The doctor and the nurse walk through the white silence of the sanitarium corridor and stop before the door of room seven. The doctor peers through the small glass panel in the face of the door and nods to the attendant inside. The door is unlocked, opened, and the doctor and nurse walk in. Morning, Dr. Manchick. Good morning, Rossi. Oh, I saw a new patient, Mr. Holden. We had a tough time with him in the ambulance last night. Dr. Adams had to give him a shot.
1: Dr. Adams reports on the case is
0: on your desk, Dr. Manchester. Yes, I saw it, Miss Wagner. Mr. Holden, I'm Dr. Carl Manchester, chief of this institution. You're lying. You hear me? You're lying. You're in with the rest of them. I'm not crazy. This is a trick. You're a spy like the rest of them. Same line all the time, Don. You can't fool me with that doctor act. I know who you are. You're one of a spies, too. I know. Spies. Same talk all the time. Typical manic depressive fear fantasy. Miss Wagner? Yes, sir? Tell Dr. Adams I wish to see him in my office. I'll be there when I finish examining the new patient.
1: Yes, Dr. Manchin. <laughs> <laughs> You're lying. You're in with the rest of them. I'm not crazy. This is a trick. <laughs>
0: How was I, Doc? You were quite excellent, Eddie. <laughs> I know who you are. You're all spies, all of you. How'd you like it, Ted? I? Terrific, <laughs> <laughs> Eddie. You terrific. Sure. Just say uh, the Doc here. He'll tell you the Doc's an expert. He'll tell anybody that Eddie Holden blew his top. Severe paranoia, Eddie. See, Sid? Paranoia. Paranoia. That's what the expert says. So severe, they've got to watch me night and day. And who do they happen to pick out to do the watching? <laughs> Nobody but Sid Rodsey. <laughs> Neat setup, huh? <laughs> doc, you worked it out like a mathematician. Naturally, I specialize in uh, cases like yours, Eddie. Yeah, with a lucky day, I made the contact with Sid. I won't forget you two for this. Oh, you can be sure we'll keep your memory quite refreshed. Yeah. A $50,000 bundle is something to remember, ain't it, Doc? Don't worry, you'll get your share. But doc, did the uh, telegram work? Perfectly. Then left on the 815 train. What about his wife, Claire? She remained, just as you said she wouldn't. Eddie, are you sure Claire knows where the bonds are ditched? Of course she knows. Well, everything's set for tonight. Yeah, all set. I will let you out the fire door at the end of the hall. You just got to cut across the lawn to the rear gate. I'll see that the gate is left unlocked. I cover up for you here so as no one gets wise while you're out. The lead pipe sent you, Eddie. But remember... You must return before daylight. Otherwise... I'll be back. Now, uh, the gardener, Here you are. Eddie, you didn't tell us how you're gonna handle that Bentley dance. It all depends. It all depends on how much Claire Bentley is afraid of a ghost.
1: no, I'll be awfully worried about Samantha. We're
0: over an hour late now. Margo, I don't know what made me turn onto this road. From now on, no more shortcuts.
1: Don't look now, but your sense of direction is slipping.
0: Margo, you're a front seat driver. <laughs> oh. Well, it's an ill rainstorm that blows no road sign.
1: Samantha, what are you. They're
0: talking the road ahead. There's a signpost. Oh,
1: thank heavens. Mason City, 10 miles. That's the right.
0: Mount Cleardale Cemetery, 2 miles. To the left. <laughs> Margo, I leave the choice to you.
1: To the right, of
0: course. When we get to Mason City, we'll call Nora.
1: Lamont, that car coming down the
0: road. Get it straight for us. I'd better pull over. Lamont, Lamont! Margo, are you all right?
1: Yes. You sure? I'm just shaken.
0: Come on, we'll see how they are on the other car. I was lucky I was able to pull away in time, otherwise, our destination would have automatically been changed from Mason City to Mount Cleardale Cemetery. Well, Lamont, look. She's unconscious. It's probably just the shock. Here's her bag. See if you can find any identification. She's coming, too. Her
1: driver's license is in the bag. This is Claire Bentley, 14 Crown
0: Street, Mm -hmm. Grandview. Mrs. Bentley.
1: Mrs. Bentley. Mm -hmm. Uh, You were
0: in an accident, Mrs. Bentley. Oh,
1: please. Please, you've got to save me from him. The ghost, he's gonna kill me. He's come back from the dead, and he's gonna kill me. You better get it to a doctor, mm-hmm. No, I'm not, Crazy. You've got to believe me. I know what I'm talking about. He's in the back seat. Now, Mrs. Bentley, you mustn't excite yourself. But I tell you, he's in the back seat. There's
0: nothing back there, Mrs. Bentley, but a pick and shovel.
1: Look, over there in the woods. The ghost, he's in the woods.
0: Come on, Margot. Now,
1: where are you going? Into those woods. But it's
0: obvious is not in the right mind. Neither am I, Margo. What? When that lightning flashed a moment ago, I was seeing ghosts too.
1: Not a sign of anything, Lamar. We've covered the woods all the way back to
0: a tree. I'm not surprised he got away. This is a very live ghost we're chasing.
1: Live ghost? Here, look. shoe. Where'd you
0: find it? Near the stream. Fits some newly made footprints I found.
1: There's no lace
0: in the shoe. Yes, I wondered about that too. I will look into the shoe later. After we have a talk with Mrs. Bentley. I
1: what is it, Long?
0: Maybe we won't have that talk with Mrs. Bentley after all. But look, Margot, over there on the road. Her car is gone.
1: was right, Lamont. Mrs. Bentley must be in this cemetery. That was her car parked outside.
0: Yes, that picking shovel in the rear of her car gave me the idea. Wait.
1: Where is
0: it? Clear up the crest of the hills.
1: Mrs. Bentley. You were right, Lamont. Mrs. Dick.
0: Come on. Shadows along this line of trees will cover us. As quietly as you can, Margot. We're almost to her. Hello, Mrs. Bentley. <laughs>
1: How did you get here?
0: Well, you didn't leave any forwarding address, so I followed a hunch. Now, Mrs. Bentley, let's have it. What's this all about?
1: Oh, please. Please, don't ask
0: me. What is it you're trying to bury? But
1: nothing. Nothing, believe me. You're
0: a difficult person to believe.
1: Not look. Behind her on the ground, that metal box. Yes. No, no, don't, don't touch that box. Yeah. Give it to me, please. I'll be
0: glad to after I see what's in it. No.
1: No, I beg you, don't open it. Please, don't. Quick,
0: Margo, get down. I guess that's all the shooting for now, Margot. Get up.
1: That shot, Margot. Where did it come from?
0: I don't know. But it hit its mark. Uh,
1: Mrs. Is She's dead? Very. But why was she killed?
0: Probably because of this metal box and what's in it.
1: What well, could be in
0: it? Well, look.
1: <coughs> what's in there, Lamont? Let me see.
0: Nothing to see, Margaret. What? box is empty. I got you a new shoe out of the supply room, Eddie. Did they ask any questions when they gave it to you? Gave it to me? You crazy? I had to hook it. Man check's supposed to run this place on the up and up. How'd you lose it, anyway? I told you, when those two chased me into the woods, that crab played it smart, but the next time... Ah, uh, the doc. Good morning, Sid. Doc. I see our patient has improved considerably in such a short time. The marvels of modern medical science. What are you talking about, Dodge? You're released from a sanitarium. Right. Released? Of course, Sid, of course. From all I can see, our patient is completely cured. Cured? You yeah. have the bonds. There's nothing more bond. for Bonds, to... come on, Dad. come on. What are you giving us? Well, didn't Eddie tell you, Sid? The bonds. The bonds for which he killed Claire Bentley. Killed her. Claire's dead. Now, Eddie. Dead. Hey, 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 what goes on here? What have you given me, Dodge? Sid and I might ask you. The same question, Eddie. According to the morning papers, Sid, Claire Bentley was murdered last night at Mount Cleardale Cemetery. The papers also told about a metal box he had dug from a grave. The box was empty. The bonds. They were in that box? Yes. That's what I surmised. Where are they, Eddie? I don't know anything about it, Doc. Would I be stupid enough to come back here if I did? He's got something there, Doc. Then you didn't kill her? You crazy. I just wanted to put a scare into her. I wanted her to lead me to the hiding place. Wait a minute. Doc. Yeah? You say she's dead. I didn't kill her. Go ahead. Well, don't you see something's wrong. This, this is crazy. If I didn't kill a doctor, then who dead? Huh? Who dead? <laughs> turn to the shadow in just a minute. Somebody once said this in fun, but he was nearer to the truth than he thought. The election polls, he said, are places where you stand in line for a chance to decide who will spend your money. It really amounts to that, doesn't it? That and a great deal more. For not only do you stand in line for a chance to decide who will spend your money, but who will keep the peace or make war and who will make you a slave or keep you free. That's why it's so important, this year more than ever, that you give a lot of thought to your right to vote. Make it your business to know more about the men you vote for, and then let your common sense guide you. For if the wrong men guide our destiny, even our right to vote may be taken away. It happened in other countries, It could easily happen here. America, from the tiniest village on up to the White House, is built on the ballot and bossed by the ballot. Let's keep it that way. Guard your freedom by using your right to vote. For remember, freedom is everybody's job. In a moonlit cemetery, in the presence of Margot and Lamont... Claire Bentley was murdered by an unseen killer. Now, Lamont and Margot are interviewing the dead woman's husband, Ralph Bentley. Mr. Bentley, we realize the news of your wife's death must have been a terrible shock to you. I, I can't believe it. I just can't.
1: We won't take up much of your time, Mr. Bentley.
0: Just a few questions. It's all right. There isn't much I can tell you, but I want to help all I can.
1: I can't understand who could have done it. Claire had no
0: enemies that you know of. Does the empty steel box mean anything to you, Mr. Bentley? No. When we first met your wife, she said her life was threatened by a ghost. Someone who'd come back from the dead. I don't understand any of it. It's
1: all so strange. Ghosts. The wire I received. What wire? A telegram that came the night before last. It was from my business agent. I was to meet him at this, his hotel in Chicago last night. When I arrived in Chicago, he told me he didn't send the wire. In the Mr. Bentley was tricked into
0: leaving town. Yes, the reason's pretty obvious. It gave the killer a chance to work on Hamper. Excuse me. Hello? Oh, yes, he's here. Uh, just a moment. It's for you, Mr. Cranston. Uh, Mr. Deegan. Oh, yes, I told him I'd be here. Hello, Steve. Fine. Yes, I see. Uh, where is it? All right. Thanks very much, Steve. Well, Mr. Bentley, you've been very helpful. I wish I could have told you more. If I think you can, I'll be sure to call on you. Let's go, Margot.
1: Goodbye, Mr. Lane.
0: Goodbye, Miss Lane.
1: Lamont, why did we leave so quickly? are not there more questions you wanted to ask Mr. Finley?
0: There's lots more, but right now I'm more interested in a place called the Manchek Sanitarium.
1: Manchek Sanitarium?
0: Private mental hospital out on Western Avenue. I'd call with some Steve Deegan, a friend of mine in the shoe business.
1: You had him check on that shoe he found in the woods last night?
0: Yes. A quantity of the same type of shoe was recently sold to the Mancheck Sanitarium. Perhaps something interesting is going on out there. Said, uh, I've been thinking about Claire's death. Something interesting. Go ahead, Eddie. About Claire and the bonds. Mancheck could have done it. What? Well, he was out all last night. You told me so yourself. You mean the doc pulled the double cross on us? Possible. Ah, uh, go on. The doc knows better. He wouldn't cut me corners on Sid Rossi. It's worth thinking about, Sid. Yeah. Maybe I will think about it. Maybe. Uh, what about tonight? You still want to go through with it, Eddie? You bet I do. I'm not finished yet, Sid. Not by a long shot.
1: The supply room will check and call me right back, Mr. Cranston.
0: You're very helpful, Dr. Adams.
1: You're sure this shoe is the sanitarium's property, Dr. Adams? Mr. Cranston said when he found the shoe, it was without a lace. With our more serious cases, we are particularly careful that nothing falls into their hands which could be damaging to themselves or others.
0: Oh, I see. A shoelace could spell trouble in the hands of violent patients.
1: Exactly. Excuse me. Dr. Adams? Oh, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Peters. That was the supply room clerk, Mr. Cranston. He reports a shoe like this, the same size, is unaccounted for. Lamont, that means the killer came from this sanitarium. Get me Dr. Mantrick, please.
0: Uh, just a moment, Doctor. But I... Please. I'd appreciate it if you keep our conversation a secret for the time being. I'd like to work this out my own way. Could you do me that favor? All right, Mr. Granson.
1: Anything you say?
0: Thank you very much. I'll be in touch with you. You ready, Margot?
1: Ready. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks, Doctor. What now, Lamont?
0: Now, Margo, I'm gonna do some checking up on Claire Bentley's husband and go back and have a talk with him.
1: What makes you think he'll answer your questions?
0: Oh, I'm not asking the questions, Margot. I'm leaving that to the shadow (laughs)
1: Who is it? Who's in this room?
0: It's the shadow, Bentley. Shadow? You're frightened, Bentley. Why? Why are you here? A man with a clear conscience has no reason to be frightened.
1: What? My conscience is clear.
0: Is it? Have you told the truth about everything? About your wife's first husband, for instance? What? You didn't tell Cranston about Eddie Gleason and the $50,000 in securities that were stolen from your firm three months ago. Huh?
1: How did you know Claire was married to Gleason? You
0: didn't tell Cranston that Eddie Gleason was killed when the warehouse he was hiding in exploded.
1: That was all in the papers. The story was there for anyone to read.
0: That story is. But not the story later. The one of your marriage to Eddie Gleason's widow.
1: Claire didn't want anyone to know about it. She was always afraid of Gleason. Even after his death and that explosion, he haunted her. That's why she was afraid of a ghost. It's the truth, I swear. It
0: better be the truth, Bentley. If it isn't, you'll regret it the next time the shadow
1: returns. (laughs) Where's it?
0: Telegram for Ralph Baxter.
1: Oh, just a minute. Hello, Bentley. Eddie.
0: That's right, Bentley. Eddie Gleason. Only now it's, uh. Eddie, hold
1: it. No. You're dead. No, it's not you. You're dead.
0: <laughs> That's the way Claire took it, Bentley. Just like that. I wanted to work on her first. That's why I sent you the wire.
1: You sent Claire. I thought she... I killed her because I... Go ahead, Bentley. Finish. You killed Claire because... I thought it was a trick of Claire's to get me out of town. I didn't go to Chicago. I got off the plane at the first stop and came back. I took the bomb out of the box last month. I didn't tell Claire about it. And and she was only trying to save them for me. I've been doing a little saving
0: too, Bradley. Yeah. I was saving you for last. You thought you had me finished in the explosion you set up, huh? But I got out before it went off. And I'm here to tell the story. Tell it to you. Eddie, it wasn't my idea. Carl. No? You and Claire were going to have a great time with that $50,000, were not you? Weren't you? You can have the bonds, Eddie. You can have them. Thanks, Bentley. I'll make sure to take them after I finish with you.
1: Eddie, don't do this. Don't be a fool. If you kill me, you won't get away with it. No? I'm hiding out at a fancy
0: institution, Fentley. And if they do catch up with me, I get away with this anyhow. I'm crazy. That's what the doc said. They don't hang crazy men, Bentley. They just, they just let them sit around and laugh. Eddie, hey, please! <laughs> you know I am laughing, Bentley. Don't do it, Eddie, for heaven's sakes! Don't do it to me. I'm laughing because what I'm going to do to you is going to make me happy. Yeah, this is going to make me happy as a lot.
1: <laughs>
0: happy as a lot. <laughs> Margot? Yes, Lamont? Bentley's dead. What? I'm at his apartment now. I brought Commissioner Weston with me. We found Bentley on the floor, shot to death. Commissioner
1: Weston? Why is he with
0: you? With evidence I gave him, the commissioner was going to arrest Bentley for the murder of his wife. Margot, I want you to stay at home and wait for me. What
1: are you going to
0: do, Lamont? Among other things, track down a murderous corpse. (laughs) Yeah, happy as a lark. That's just how I felt, Doc, when I gave it to Bentley. Loss. You should have heard him squeal for mercy. You should have heard him. It was beautiful. Yes. These bonds are beautiful, too, Eddie. Real pretty, Doc. 50,000 beautiful bucks. How well, we make the split, then I get out of here tomorrow. Huh? Eddie, you know I've been thinking this over. It's my professional opinion that it would be unwise for you to be released tomorrow. The doc's right, Eddie. It was. You're in a bad way, Eddie. You're much sicker than you realize. Severe paranoia. Very severe. Like the doc says, Eddie. he got a real bad case of it. What is this? What are you two trying to pull? It's simple arithmetic, Eddie. 50,000 divided by two is much more attractive than 50,000 divided by three. Got it, Eddie? Well, oh, you're... <laughs> <serious. laughs> the gun I'm holding is liable to go off. Go ahead, Doc. As I said before, Eddie, you're a very serious mental case. As a matter of fact, it's my practiced opinion that you're incurably insane with homicidal tendencies. I'll get you. I'll get you both for this. See? There you are. Homicidal. Real bad case. Eddie, we've got to keep you locked up here all the time. The rest of your life. Right here, in this room. You lousy, finagling, double-crossing goats. I won't let you get away with this. I'm not crazy. Now, let me out of here.
1: Let me out. I tell you, let me out.
0: A real homicidal mania. <laughs> Too bad, eh, yeah.
1: It's a shame. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very amusing, isn't it, Dr. Manchick? Sid. Doc, I hear a voice. Yes, hear a voice. The shadow. shadow. Shadow? Shadow. Shadow, they were going to keep me in this room locked up for the rest of my life. Don't listen he to him. Crazy. I'm not crazy, I tell you. It's a serious case. Paranoia, I believe. He's not responsible. <laughs> He's completely mad. I know what I'm saying. I'm a doctor. You mean you were a doctor, Manchick? Once... Years ago, under the name of Stefan Kurtz. What? I know all about you. An Austrian psychiatrist who placed money above medical ethics. The docs of faith? You can stop acting, Sid. You know all about Manchek. And I know about you, too. Sid Rossi, alias Sam Roma, Small-time chiseler who found an easier way to fast money by helping Manchek to use this sanitarium as a front to shield fugitives from justice. Yeah. And now you can believe me. Now you know I'm not crazy how hey, help me get out of here, huh? Oh, I'm going to help you, Eddie. Uh, hey, see, Doc, I told you. I told you you wouldn't get away with this. That's right. Not one of the three of you will get away with it. Three? Well what? what do you mean? I heard everything that was said in here, including the story you told to Mancheck and Sid about how you got the bonds and killed Bentley. And now all three of you will pay for your crimes in full.
1: I still don't understand what happened to Eddie Holden in that explosion.
0: Well, Eddie and his wife, Claire, worked out a deal with Bentley to steal $50,000 worth of bonds by faking a warehouse explosion. Then Claire and Bentley double-crossed Eddie left him to die in the fire.
1: But Eddie actually escaped and came back looking for the money and revenge.
0: And used the sanitarium as a hideout while he worked.
1: Very clever. But I still don't understand why Bentley killed his wife.
0: When he received a fake telegram and then discovered her burying that metal box in a cemetery, he thought she was trying to steal the bonds from him. I see.
1: And after all that, Mancheck, Sid, and Eddie still asked you to help them?
0: (laughs) They did, Margot, and I'm going to, but... uh... Not in the way they expected. Ever complained about the way your country is being run? Ever objected to some of the laws? Sure you have. We all have. It's part of the American scene to talk loud about something we don't like. Only trouble is, there's too much talking going on these days. And it isn't all our own ideas. A lot of the ideas have been skillfully planted in our minds by outside influences. You see what's happening? People who are trying to change our American way of life are doing it slyly. Doing it in such a way that we don't realize we're being tricked. But that's not all they're doing. They know that very often when voting comes around, a lot of us are too lazy or too busy to vote. And then they have it where it really hurts. For their candidates... The wrong men, by American standards, sometimes get elected. So let's not let it happen anymore. This story is copyrighted by Street and Smith Publications, Incorporated. All names and places are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. Listen again next week, same time, same station... When the shadow will again demonstrate that the weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow knows. Next week, same time, same station, we bring you another strange and thrilling adventure in the shadow's daring battle against the forces of evil. The part of Lamont Cranston was played by Brett Morrison. Margot by Grace Matthews. This program came from New York. Stay tuned now for Quick as a Flash. This is the Mutual Don Lee Broadcasting System. Hindi cinema, the subsea so, blockbuster, Entertainment. Jab Aishman Kurana, or Film Fair Film Fair Kim Hong, Ranbir Kapoor, Karina Kapoor Khan, Karthikarian, Varunthavan, Janvi Kapoor, or Sara Ali Khanke electrifying performances. To so, Hoja for Hindi cinema's biggest celebration, watch the 69th Hyundai Film Fair Awards twenty twenty four with Gujarat Tourism on Sunday, eighteenth February, nine PM,